Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I welcome you all in the virtual second edition of Orange City Literature Fest, organized by SGR Knowledge Foundation. I am Aditi Mishra, your anchor for this session. The session is of 40 minutes, and the end of the session, there will be a buzzer. And the topic for this session is Women Breaking New Grounds from Israel to Unsung Heroes. I am very pleasured to welcome the speaker of this session, Madam Minnie Beth. Ma'am has juggled multiple roles over a three decade stint in mainstream media. She is a print and television journalist, a documentary filmmaker, creative producer for future films, and more recently, author of three non-fiction books, A Doctor or a doctor to Defend, The Bian Sane Story, Iron Arrow, Two Journeys, and The Ant in the Ear of the Elephant. Her area of interest includes social and political issues in rural, rural India, human rights and environment and gender. We welcome you, ma'am. I shall also Thank you. I shall also introduce the moderator for the session, Geeta Rao Ma'am. Ma'am is textile designer and a mother of two, a humanist and a believer in spiritualism at the same time. She is a keen observer and life skills speaker. She lives life with passion and compassion. We welcome you, ma'am, and I would like to hand over the session over to you. Thank you so much, Aditi. Okay. It's a great experience and a fabulous opportunity to be here on this platform along with Mini Ved. Yes, I say Thank that. You. Thank you. I say that with all uh, my sincere. Um, best wishes for her because i have gone through her work since the time i came to know that yes i will be moderating her work i was inclined on reading more and more about her and the more i read the more i felt that yes i am actually going to talk to a person who uh, if i'm not wrong is a feminist is a person with so much passion for life so much passion for humanism and uh, absolute compassion for everybody in the society and more so over the women. The topic today which was given to us was uh, women breaking new grounds from ISRO to unsung heroes. The moment one reads this, uh, there is a sort of energy flow which runs right from your head to toe where again you know there comes a hammer telling you that yes it's a male dominated society and here the yeah. women do something and look here you are that women mm. break new grounds and that yeah. so, has doubled in me when i read minnie's work she has thank you that's so nice that has actually many because in your book uh, the preface the very opening uh, sentence which we read the moment you turn the book is that there is no problem in science that can be solved by a man 
and that cannot be solved by a woman. Cannot be solved by a woman. Yes, absolutely. How, I'm wishing that we absolutely. should have been in an open <laughs> audience filled. Uh, I know. know where I know. I know. Uh, uploaded on your expression. Uploaded, absolutely. Uploaded. Uh, That's true. That's but true. But nevertheless, I'm uh, only hoping that our listeners will certainly have a great takeaway from this chat with you. Mm. Uh, to begin with, I would just like to uh, start with your uh, book um, regarding uh, the Isro women, the Mangalyan women. Uh, in late 2013, ISRO launched Mangalyan, India's first interplanetary mission. This mission was spearheaded by most talented, dedicated, and badass group of women scientists. Nandini Harinath, Ritu Karidhal, Momita Datta, and many other wonder women who were <laughs> instrumental in ISRO's other uh, path-breaking work. These magnificent women and their flying machine uh, is narrates their inspiring stories, which are actually worked upon by many in such humble and uh, compassionate manner that I just cannot stop myself from asking Mini to tell us about the genesis of uh, this book. Uh, mm -hmm. which is titled Those Magnificent Women and Their Flying Machines. Um, as to what mm -hmm. sparkled uh, your interest or rather what sparked your interest into this particular topic, so scientific and so technical. Okay. So, uh, first of all, thank you very much for such a generous introduction, both Aditi and uh, Gita. And uh, actually, it's fortuitous that the book, uh, you know, the title of the book actually perfectly matched the women. So, I, I don't know which came first, the title of the book, <laughs> the women, because like, there is there is no other way that I could have described these women other than magnificent. They really were. Uh, but it's very interesting how it came about, because... Uh, I, like everybody, you know, just uh, watched the Mangalyan, I mean, success uh, at Mangalyan in 2014. Like an ordinary viewer, I didn't know much about the women. In fact, I knew nothing about the women because the women were not featured that time on, on TV or anything. There's nothing. Nobody knew anything. And so two years went by. And all I remember is that there was that very iconic photograph of a lot of women dressed in Kachigaram silk saris with gajra in their hair and they were, you know, high-fiving each other. That photo I remember. That that stuck in my head that how nice, like, you know, what a wonderful, okay. uh, what a wonderful image. Then in 2016, um, CII, the, the women's sector of CII in Bombay, they had a, uh, like a conference, you know, the women, women uh, conference. Yeah. And so they invited me to just attend it. And I would have normally said no because I, I don't go to corporate events and, and it's very, very far in Bombay distances. Uh, you know, Bombay traffic is very prohibitive. So, yeah, but yeah. I saw over there that the listed speakers were the ISRO women. So I said, okay, this now, I mean, it, it, it listed Ritu Karidhal and Mamita uh, Datta, Minal Sampat. And I said, fine, you know, this I will certainly brave traffic to go. And I went. And then I was sitting in the audience along with the other people. 
and then i watched they have fought for 45 minutes these women spoke about their role in the mangalyaar mission and they had charts to explain and everything and that entire audience of largely corporate women you know uh, mid level senior level some junior level also everybody and me they just sat in pin drop silence just listening to uh, to these women talk about their work and it was so uh, matter of fact about it you know they said that there's one sentence that uh, one of them said which which i've used in the book cuz i went and asked her it was corridor she said yeah in the day you know like we used to work in the office and and work on the on the uh, project mangalyan and then we would go home and uh, take care of the children and their homework and family and everything then in the night also we'd work on the thing and somewhere you know we were sent off a rocket to mars so i said okay the the you know sort of matter of factness and very unassuming nature of the way she put it yeah ye bhi kya ye bhi kya and then we also sent a rocket to mars i said okay there is a larger story here and i want to know what it is so uh, when it all got over the session lunch break ke baad i went and asked the organizers i said i would like to meet them and then she said yeah sure so i went and met them and i said you know i think there's a much bigger story here which i would like to tell so um can i write a book on you so they yeah. they're such humble women they said you have to write a book on us why i said like are you not hearing the applause that you seeing you have a fantastic story and i'd like to tell it so then she said uh, yeah but you know you have to go through our pro we we can't talk to people just like that so i said okay fine and that started a long process took about i think four and a half months to get permission and then once that permission i got and then i entered isro like for the first time from then onwards it was absolute smooth sailing the women were just in a word magnificent oh wonderful wonderful what an experience in fact uh, oh, really uh, we are thankful to you uh, mini had you not taken that step ahead and gone and uh, spoken to these women and written all about this in your book uh, normal uh, public would never have come to know as to yeah. Uh, yeah. what it is and um, how much it actually takes you know to uh, be a yeah. scientist yeah. a woman yeah And yeah yeah that. that's exactly that is exactly yeah. what the purpose of the book was uh, one to let people know that okay yeah. behind the mission there were these women who played equal and not subordinate equal roles and very uh, roles in a high position almost 40% of uh, women in the project uh, who played you know uh, really key positions key positions in yeah. uh, mission design in in communications in in rockets and lots of things um it wasn't only that it was also that um, people didn't know what work they did but for the young uh, students like aditi here it's a young yeah. students wanting to do science and not getting encouraged you know being told by your parents or society science is not for girls maths is not for girls you know why don't you take art and stuff like that to to break that image to say that okay if you have somebody like ritu karidhar later on became chandrayaan 2 mission director which is absolutely yeah. fantastic so yes. you know if you see uh, a woman can reach mission director then uh, you know a small girl studying science in a village can also dream of that and become so that was really exactly. the main idea yeah oh, very encouraging very encouraging in fact you know uh, we will uh, include your uh, books and your uh, tips and recommendations in the life skill talks which we give in colleges you know so it will yeah, really yeah. help them a lot oh i'll be very happy i'll be happy to do that because uh, really 
there is a, a big dearth of women in high positions in scientific areas even if you look at uh, heads of departments in of you know science in iits or in institute of science or any of the technological institutes there you hardly you will find one or two or three token presence then when it comes to awards given to women for science uh, you know the uh, shashi uh, the bhatnagar award bhatnagar shanti swarup shanti swarup shanti swarup bhatnagar attack that also i you know i think from uh, out of 526 less than 20 were given to women so you know those are the figures so there is yeah. certainly a gender disparity and so if the role models a visible role models where it's i not i didn't only interview the mangalyan women yeah. i interviewed a lot of uh, women scientists in isro because i got the chance and so i said why not you know go and talk to other people so younger right. people then older women who were uh, you know like the senior most uh, scientists in isro so i had a whole range so i interviewed about 21 scientists in isro and uh, so therefore yeah so so each of them gave me their inputs that okay in isro they said that you know there is no gender uh, there's no ceiling if your work is good then you get your uh, you know like uh, assignments and everything promotion everything and also uh, the uh, the fact that you can have 40% women in good positions for the mangalyaan mission the fact that you can have ritu karidhar as mission director yeah. and vanita as project director for chandrayaan 2 this itself is you know like is enough proof that, that in isro in isro there is uh, you know gender is not uh, not a factor but it is a factor in other you know sort of uh, how shall i put it um, things that they said like you know uh, all of them thank their husbands and their families and their in-laws all yeah. of them yeah. so when a man becomes successful nobody really asks him you know so so is your wife responsible for it the man rarely thanks himself yes. yes and here these women all regularly you know, they i think it's i mentioned it also somewhere in the book made it a yes. point to say my in-laws supported my husband supported i was allowed to come late home you know so it's like so parallelly in my, in my head a voice is going okay why should you be allowed you're working on mars you know you should it's a matter of pride but that is a conditioning that we have in india from childhood that you know okay you know you shouldn't go late should do this should that all the shoulds come into yeah. play and uh, they just yeah so they just broke all the barriers and they yeah. just uh, so somewhere in things that they said like that it would come in but uh, otherwise uh, as far as their work as far as their merit and and recognition of their worth is concerned there was no gender barrier none wonderful wonderful it is such a nice thing to know all this it is such a nice thing because yeah. we actually cannot imagine this unless and until we go into a deep study uh, we cannot mm. imagine as to what exactly is happening um, yeah. uh, well mini yeah. would you recommend these uh, this particular book of yours uh, those magnificent women and their flying machines to readers who are not actually interested in science uh, what attraction does this book hold for them what would you like to do okay that's a very that's a very nice question because i myself is not interested in science okay <laughs> i really wasn't yes. i okay. gave up science in class 11 i was very happy to give up i once remember i got zero on 20 for a for a physics test and and my, yeah it's not i mean even standard never standard and and it's really remarkable my mother is a math teacher was a math teacher my father is a scientist 
yeah, from Indian Institute of Science. So, and here is that child uh, daughter who has zero interest. And uh, even though, I mean, later on, of course, I, I, I got such a firing for those low marks that I studied hard and I got good marks at the end. And so they enrolled me without my knowledge. I had gone for a holiday to Delhi. They enrolled me for medicine. Uh, mm -hmm. And I came back and said, no, I don't want to do this. You know, how have you put me in medicine? And I took back my uh, registration and mm -hmm. went and followed the path that I was supposed to do, which is mass communication, uh, arts and then mass communication. And because I wanted to be a journalist from class 10. But so the science whole science thing was a big bogey. I hated it. But this, I think the this book is not really a science, science kind of a book. Yeah, it is the achievements of these women. And of course, the Mangalyan mission and the science part of that, like how did they send it? And, you know, all of those things I understood properly from the women. And they got used to seeing blank faces, you know. So I would ask them some question, they would answer. So we used a slingshot theory. So blank look on my face, you know, what is a slingshot theory? Then she would explain. <laughs> I still blank look. I shall explain some more. So you know, the, so that part of it took long, but the expressions they gave were also you know nice and you know detailed and everything. And then when I was writing it, again I had to be like, so there is one thing, some black hole or something. Sita Somsundram said, so I had to get into black hole. Then from black hole, something bubble, uh, Hubble. Sorry, again I'm saying bubble, Hubble telescope, and so from one to another to another, it's like peeling an onion. There's so many layers to the story. But finally, I thought this is at the end of the day, it's a human story. It's the um, story of these women and what work they do, how they do it, the pressures under which they do, uh, where all of them were balancing their family, almost all, uh, yeah. except for some uh, a research scholar who went to Antarctica for four months. She was very young, I think 24 or 25 years old. But other than that, they were all women with families and children. And they also did all of that. So Nandini Harinath, for instance, had a, uh, her daughter doing the 12th board exams, science board exams, at the mm -hmm. same time that the Mars mission was happening. And yeah. so then, so they worked it out. So they would both get up together at four o'clock and they interviewed the daughter also. She said, yeah, you know, if mommy wasn't so busy that time, I would have possibly slept. So we used to get up at four, have our coffee together, then I would study and she would work on the mission. And so, you know, they, they kind of oh, nice. juggled everything without making a big fuss about it. Fuss about. The biggest thing learning that I had from these women is number one, nerves of steel. That to be able to perform tasks in space, which are so cal finely calibrated, no margin of error. All of them said space is very unforgiving. If you make a mistake, you're finished. The, the, the mission is over. You're not going to get another chance. Okay. No, 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 hang on a second. I'll just action replay what in our uh, field we say retake or you know take two and all. So there is no take two in, in space. And so they had to be really you know focused and, and really good at their work. And balance all that, the timeline, deadlines, everything. So I think uh, a lot of uh, their human stories of how they managed to do that and how they managed to cope with sick children. And, you know, like there was young Meenal, for instance, had a small child. Her child was four years old and she had to keep traveling to Bangalore because she she's the one who makes the sensors in Ahmedabad. And so she said, you know, I would rush there to Bangalore all the time. I think 20 flights in a month. And as soon as the work would be, testing would be over, I would take whatever flight is possible, one o'clock, two o'clock at night, rush back so that I can be with my kid. So all of these stories added to a very rounded figure of what these women were. They're not just achievers 
you know unrelated to the world outside so i had a very stereotypical image in my head you know i said are they scientists are women scientists they'll be nerds they'll be in a lab lab they won't be going out they won't be socializing you know, nothing could be further from the truth they were all regular women with you know children and and responsibilities and you know lots of things and and doing all of it together without without uh, being even aware that okay this is what they are juggling all of that so i think the book is of interest to everybody because these are all normal things you know what you do in the house and who does what in your home between husband wife children these are all normal things for yeah. everybody yes. so the science bits are actually much less it's only when it relates to actually what happened at mangalyaan that entire uh, two year process that is you know the explanations are given but again bear in mind explanations are written by a person who dislikes science so <laughs> you know i, I managed to kind of uh, make it really down to earth so that anybody can understand it's not a scientific book at all it's a book about the scientists and it's more gender uh, gender related actually that's the irony actually that's an irony that uh, yes, person yes. who is not into science has uh, uh, <laughs> taken so much of interest but now uh, listening to you i understand it is there in your genes you know with your mother in um, the yeah. field of mathematics and your father as a scientist it has just yeah. come uh, yeah. you and you're doing such a wonderful job such a wonderful job thank in fact you have answered thank you, so you have answered one more question of mine which i wanted to know that okay. what is the take away for the readers uh, from this book of yours um but in case if you want to okay. add a bit more for the students because there are many students who are um i believe are uh, listening to us um who are um, into science streams and who are struggling to get into the working world they are still students so how how hmm. can they really cope because in your book you have mentioned uh, a few cases where scientists have told you as to what arrangements they have made to make their working life easy like what are the support mm-hmm. system you know so if you yes, can yes, just share yes, so yes. it's going to be helpful yeah, yeah. so in the book general. actually yeah absolutely absolutely there's in fact in the book a laundry list of suggestions for you yeah. know how you can stay on in the career like even those who have uh, uh, children and you know take all of them said that taking a break for maternity does affect your you know promotion and your in in your ladder your hierarchy and all naturally because you need to take time off but na- there are several schemes about you know it's called break the break so you go back into it and then you get a stipend you get a stipend so that you know it it kind of supports you uh, for the time that you are not working so there are lots of schemes and as i mentioned it in the book but more than anything i would say societal uh, uh conditioning has to break right from the start from childhood onwards so you you know why should you say that maths is not for girls you know that kind of thing which begins so early like like meenal has given example in the book like she took her son to buy a birthday present for his little 8 year old her son is 8 year old and mm-hmm. she said we went to the toy shop to buy a present and the shopkeeper said the present is for a boy or a girl so the her son was going to buy a barbie doll and she said no you buy a helicopter and you see how your friend will assemble the helicopter faster than you so you know the conditioning which you start right from the childhood yeah. that okay science is not for girls and you know it, it's only for boys and stuff like that that girls should help their parents 
lay the table, uh, mother lay the table, or in the kitchen, or whatever. All of these things begin really early, and it has a psychological kind of thing. Uh, so start from that, and then later on, of course, safe spaces at workspaces. So all of them said that if you have crash and if you have uh, working facilities, if you have representation of women in in the committees, that is a very big step towards uh, you know gender parity because uh, it's not only the sexual harassment committees but all committees. Just so that women get a chance to interact with other people, so it's yeah. not a mansplaining world where the men go off to their conferences here and there, and the uh, women scientists because they can't leave their husband and children, they can't attend, so they can't join the the men's club. Men's club. So these kind of you know, there's a whole list that I have given in the in the book of yeah. measures which are so that's actually direct takeaways. And I think the the most important takeaway from the book is is the the visible role models. So when you yeah. see uh, Nandini Harinath or Ritu or Sita Somsundram or Avalar Mathi uh, reach such heights, na, so that I'm actually not even talking about middle class. I'm talking about in the villages, rural yeah. India. I'm talking like there, where people see a lot of these women have come from small town India, not necessarily uh, IITs and IIS, University of Science, or not big shot institutes. Like they're from regional engineering colleges. And you know, so go, going up from there, and so sky, there is no limit. Sky is the limit. It is the yeah. message. Also. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So encouraging. Uh, in fact, um, what is coming to my mind right now is Mini. Uh, uh, the time from when you wrote this book and the Mangalyan also happened. Uh, it's uh, almost five to six years now. And uh, with this fast-changing world, there is quite a lot of change which has come in. So, would you suggest anything like there was a film actually, a uh, car and key, where uh, you know mm. the gender roles, were... gender swapping. So I saw would that. Would you suggest yeah, yeah. something I like that. that for the generation that acceptance um, of men being home men or housemen and women going out to work or something? I think in India, it's a long way from that happening. <laughs> it would be great <laughs> if it does, but I, I do actually know a couple of uh, friends who have done that in the past and you know stayed at home while their wives went out and did some work. But uh, it's going to be a long time coming. If they can just be equal and you know kick butt, I think that's that's good enough. I, I'd be happy with that. If, if the men can just share in their uh, thing. But I'll tell you something very interesting is there in the book also. Uh, Ritu's husband, for instance, uh, he's again a top level engineer, works for a private firm. And he said that when I go, to, uh, he comes from Lucknow, I think she's from Kanpur or vice versa. And uh -huh. she said, uh, when I go home, I'm known as Ritu's husband in, in the whole neighborhood. So I was oh, like, oh my so nice. God, what a <laughs> secure man and how wonderful to say that. Yes. You know, I've never had this kind of a reaction from anybody saying that. And, and he's very happy with it. He said, yeah, why not? She's doing such good work. And so even my 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 parents and her parents are all so proud of her. And I'm known as Ritu Sarpan. I said, Are wa, kya baat hai. So it happens. <laughs> Difficult to believe though, but uh, bola. Yeah. Sahi. No, it happened in front of me. Bilkul bola. Bilkul bola. And he said, All the time that she was working on Bangalyan, I was there for the children because she would also travel. And so get up in the morning, drop her off to the airport, and then 
you know take care of the kids her kids were also small I, even when i had them the daughter was only 6 or 7 6 or 7 years old One. and uh, she was also i asked her also i said you know did you ever feel bad that mama is not here? no papa was here bhaiya was here so i think all of them kind of you know gelled very nicely yeah. and, and that's why i went and met the families i didn't want it to be only a book about the science and i talked to nandini's daughters and they said i said you know do you we go to see interstellar or gravity or all do you take mama with you they said, no no we don't take she's always cribbing aisa kuch nahi hota hai what are you seeing <laughs> so i got a different uh, glimpse right. into their uh, lives yeah. yeah in fact that has added more substance to your book uh it gives a uh, quite a lot of motivation to people who actually want to get into stem and um, yeah, similar that's phases, the point you know? yeah. so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really good it's really good yeah that's uh, the whole point that's the whole point i know i know in fact in uh, the book there is a concept where i am um, not remembering the name of uh, the scientist there but um, it is written by you that uh, their children did not tell that their mother is working on mars Uh, until yeah, yeah. Uh, she Nand- was invited for a parent teacher yeah. meet nandini's younger daughter yes Achha, yes yeah yes yes yeah, yeah. so that was they, also they were working at a very crucial uh, time uh, with the i think it was a mars insertion the mars insertion yeah and she it, it went on to 3 o'clock in the night and nandini i also being a parent knew that she had a morning parent teacher uh, pta Me. meeting and so she called up her child and said just shift the meeting to the afternoon instead of the morning So she said, "Okay." So she went to the teacher and said, "You know, so can you have it in the afternoon?" So obviously, teacher said, "Why?" She said, "No, my mother is working on the Mars mission. That's why." So the teacher, said, "No, no, please don't disturb your mother. Let her work. It's fine. She can come later, like that." So nobody even knew. Yeah. Yeah, that that's shows said, how grounded the whole family also is. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. But, um, uh, with time, things have changed. I think this should be taught to uh, the younger generation also that however big work you do, you have to be grounded, yeah. so that you know. Absolutely. Um, uh, because it was amazing to read that. In fact, you know, otherwise nowadays it is always a boma boom everywhere. The moment you do something, yeah. Before yeah, you yeah. know it, the world knows about it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that there are so many stories which I didn't put in, but uh, like all of the women were like that. All of them. Wonderful, wonderful. Just, just wonderful. Really get to know about it. And thank you so much for uh, working so much on it and letting us know the mm-hmm. insights. You know, it is actually overwhelming because we cannot imagine people doing such great uh, work, being so grounded and uh, so happy, being unsung also. Like they were just. uh so patriotic yeah. and uh, focused yeah. that uh, they just did not yeah. bother about anything yes 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 so yes, yes. Uh, mini uh, looking at all this you know uh, something more disturbs my mind telling that even though we are celebrating the rise of a woman but in spite of all this um, unfortunately india is rated as the rape capital so uh, oh, yes. what do you oh, think yeah. um, where um, Uh, in spite of uh, achieving the highest level in all professional fields um, the women t- uh, are still being treated as uh, second class citizens by i think this uh, a fundamentally uh, patriarchal system don't you uh, agree yeah. yeah yeah of course absolutely so i in, in this particular book also i have written that there are two indias there is a shining india where uh, you know women can uh, 
aim for the moon and mars and and yeah. really kind of uh, reach high and yeah. then there's the other idea where you have female fetuside and all kinds of things and in yes. fact it's given a whole list of statistics there and yeah. it's difficult to reconcile that you know it's the same country which has both indias and it's, it's the same country but i think uh, i mean oh, what can i really say it is uh, when you look at the positive side it kind of at least you know gives you hope otherwise you would be so bowed down by the despair and 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 the, the negativity that when you read these stories of positivity and stories of optimism and hope it just makes you believe that okay you know all is not lost and so that is why in, in my earlier book also which dealt with the women of identikarai the unlettered rural uh, uneducated women who were sitting on a protest against the kudankulam nuclear power plant that would had book in 2013 uh, for more than 5 years in identikarai and uh, nobody knew of them they were just doing their own kind of protest every day coming every day sitting for 6 hours on a fast in uh, to protest because you have a nuclear power plant in their backyard without them ever being asked anything about it you know forget permission even being asked what are your views oh. so they said you are the first person in all these years who has come and asked us how we feel about a nuclear power plant in your backyard and mm-hmm. we would like to tell you and so i have recorded their stories in that book and in the year of the elephant about how they said that all the people in the government who say that this plant is safe come and build a house here no come and stay yeah. here then we'll see how how safe you are so i would ask them you know always that uh, you are just uh, like you know you're a bunch of very determined and dedicated focused women but that is the state it's the indian state how are you you know sort of fighting against it so that's where the title of the book comes in they said if an ant goes into the ear of an elephant it can drive the elephant mad yes so we are the ants Oh, that's how I came. And uh, their yeah, their yeah. stories were equally, uh, you know, inspiring and all. Just that people don't know about them and they're not lettered, but they were equally brave and equally courageous. Very nice, very nice. Truly inspiring, truly inspiring. Because um, writing stories is one thing, but writing something which inspires lives, you know, is a great job that you're doing, uh, Mini. Uh, uh, well, Thank you. All the- Of all the questions, Mini, I would uh, like to know from you that uh, you yourself are a woman working in so many fields. Uh, you are working as a journalist, a filmmaker, author. Mm. Uh, mm. So uh, there is no dearth of challenges and speed breakers for you. And still, mm. um, I see a, a line of uh, upcoming projects and books and films uh, with you. so uh, uh, how do you manage all that with you i mean doesn't it affect your mind any time doesn't it stop you from thinking further or how does it just go about it's going to be a, um, a real good uh, takeaway for all the listeners and the students yeah so that that's an interesting question uh, to be honest i have worked in organizations all my life it's only the last 10 11 years that i've been a freelancer and i've been writing books and all but before that i was with times of india i started my career with times of india and then india today and then business india television and star plus so in fortunately in media we have the reverse thing there are more women than men 
actually speaking in yeah, india yeah. i had women bosses all the time i had women bosses except for times of india and uh, to be honest and fair i don't think i faced any gender disparity other than the fact that uh, when the ayodhya demolition was happening in 1992 december 6 that i was not allowed to go i mean i was, I was actually told by my female boss that uh, no i i think it's best that you stay here you cover up the other areas so i covered the bombay rats uh, because that they anticipated that it would get difficult and and it did but other than that i think i don't think i have faced gender disparity ever it's it's not it's not been there what is difficult is that when you are a female as long as you are working for an organization it's fine you you carve your own kind of way i was very lucky i loved my work i thoroughly enjoyed every bit of the work that i did everywhere so that that was like really good i don't think very many people can say that uh and then as a freelancer of course it becomes hai na because otherwise always your people grumbling ke are i wish i couldn't go to my job wish i didn't have to go but i never felt like that we travel length and breadth of the country making documentaries doing stories all of that was fine when you are a freelancer the challenges come up because then of course you are you are trying to support yourself also and then the topics that i choose are not very uh, commercial friendly <laughs> they are all mostly rural india and uh, dealing with injustice and social injustice and stuff like that so that can be a little lonely writing a book is the most loneliest task ever because uh, once you finish all your primary interviews and everything then it's you and your laptop and the cursor is just blinking 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 and yeah. one whole day nothing is written one para at the end and you feel i uh, you know i have lost it i don't know how to do but you persevere because you have empirical evidence in the past you've been able to get over it so now also you will get over a block or whatever so i think those are all skill sets which you learn on the job and then you try and kind of you know strengthen them Uh, but as far as discrimination i don't think i ever faced any discrimination uh, maybe i was lucky in media one is lucky media mein nahi hai you know you have very many more women in media than than uh, in other places oh that's great that's great um, we would like to share a little bit about uh, your film making also we uh, of course have um, known a bit about uh, your sorry to interrupt ma'am स्मॉल थिंग लाइक Uh, a bunch of girls tribal underprivileged girls in jalna whose lives were changed because of football so that's yeah. a film i did recently a uh, field of dreams it's called and uh, a, a, a football coach and education turned their lives around so you know i, I pick stories like this and i read the newspaper like very carefully i look for small 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 stories in unknown areas in this country not urban india because enough people do urban india so i like to do rural india and i pick stories which uh, um, which will be of interest which will open a different world to another person so much like the isro book or kudankulam book or my first book binayak sen uh, so this is this is really what i'd like to do i love making film actually Uh, if i want to ask as a partiality i would prefer to make films <laughs> <laughs> no no but you should in covid times 
in covid times one can't go out and shoot na so yeah true that's true. the thing so yeah that's true it's a temporary phase rather so let's hope for a good let's hope. inshallah so, absolutely that's a good note to end also yeah better days for all of us yeah <laughs> in fact thank you so much for uh, all your input thank you and uh, thank you. i uh, would call aditi to take it over from us and uh, thank you it's been so nice chatting with you geeta thank you so much thank, thank you for you. having me thank you thank, thank you. you so much for this wonderful session and also thank you geeta ma'am for moderating this session i feel very delighted and i am i feel that i am very blessed to be a part of this session also i extend my gratitude to the publisher speaking tiger on yeah. behalf of orange city literature festival we sincerely express our gratitude towards your acceptance for the session and knowledge shared with us our next session is from 5 pm with maji menon history of desire in india so please stay with us thank you Twenty years of existence, two universities, twenty-three educational institutes, offering a hundred and thirty-seven courses. Rai Sony Group of Institutions: A Vision Beyond.